in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. We're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And we welcome our brother and uh, our good friend Jeff Harding's uh, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler and Detroit Lion. Uh, Jeff, uh, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing great. What a privilege to be on here with you guys, and what a blessing. It's uh, great to hear that Pittsburgh music and hear you guys' voices. You know, Jeff, it's so special to be able to, in the aftermath of you know, watching your career unfold for years, Tunch was talking about how he worked with you back years ago, and you know, now as you've moved on in your life, uh, it's a special thing to really, as three guys sitting back and look at each other and kind of go, you know, God's blessings have been good. And yeah. uh, it is, and I know you got eight kids. Hey. And how's that going, by the way? <laughs> it's going, man. That's my life. You know, I was thinking about that today. <laughs> I said that to myself this morning, working out, just thinking about life. I said, hey, that's my life. You know, you got to deal with teenagers now. You know, our good friend, um, Pastor Ed Glover right. gave yeah. me advice 15 years ago. He said, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. <laughs> he, was ex- he was exactly right. Not that my kids have any big, big problems, but, you know, it's just drama. You know, I think in the teenage world and in the mom world, they call it drama. Right. So dad gets drug into that a little bit, especially <laughs> when you're, you're, uh, you're involved on a daily basis pretty often. Um, but you know, speaking of those old days, man, I, I think about that often. You're, I mean, you know, we're all getting older, right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm nearing 50, but you guys passed out not that long ago, but, uh, <laughs> no, we no, passed I, that I, a long time ago. We're, brother. we're, we're, we're 63. <laughs> hey, 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 Jeff, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But hey, hey, Jeff, um, when you were in Pittsburgh, you were working with that Glover and urban impact. What you know, I, I you you are you are focused on ministry and uh, uh, tech talking about Jesus to people. What are you doing now? You know what? Same thing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I don't mean to, you know, give a testimony or anything like that. But it's okay. I, we can do that here. Yeah, you, know, you can. I, I you can. You could do the testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's just I, I grew up obsessed with football and what I thought of the, that it would do for me. And, um, and God has just really kind of used that and transformed that and showed what I can do for others through football. And I think I've just kind of found a good niche that, you know, at Urban Impact, it was, it was about inner-city ministry right. through baseball programs and basketball programs. And Pastor Ed can tell you, I, you know, I always thought, man, there's got to be a way to do football. And sometimes I even thought about, getting involved with the Perry football team or, or back then, uh, the Oliver football team. Uh, I think it was called Oliver city schools. Yeah. And, uh, they, they don't even have football anymore, but you know, wanted to get involved in their football because you know, when you're a football player, that's what you love doing. But when you love Jesus, you do whatever he calls you to do. Right. Yeah. And he called me to do baseball and, and, uh, <laughs> and so that's what I was doing. And, um, but then I had a little bit of opportunity to go start coaching in Avonworth High School, high, uh, assistant coaching. And then we decided to move to Columbus, as you guys know, to be closer to family. And that was right. great. Got to spend the last couple of years of my dad's life with him and my mm. mom, same thing. So life has changed a lot for me in the last five years. But we're involved. You know, my in-laws are with us all the time. 
And, uh, and, you know, I think God knew exactly what he was doing. I'm a head football coach at Worthington Christian High School. Beautiful. And when you talk about it being a ministry, God reminds me literally almost every single day that I'm probably while I'm watching football and thinking about football schemes, I think he puts in the back of my mind through the Holy Spirit that just remember this is a ministry. Right. You know, you, you, you're not going to always win but you can always win people for Christ and you can always develop them as disciples of Christ. So that's what we do. That's what our, that's what our, uh, mission is. That's what our focus is. And you guys know, um, uh, Ehrman, um, and his transformational coach, Joe Ehrman. Yes, Joe Ehrman. Yeah. Coaching philosophy. And you guys introduced me to him, I think. And, yeah. um, and I've, I've followed that and just tried to get better and better. And my focus is on being the best transformational coach there is in America. And obviously there's a lot, um, but, you know, just like I wanted to be the best center in the world, yeah. right? I, you know, that's my, that's my focus now. And I still wish that I could sweat and, and uh, get the heart rate up and play football out there. Um, but, you know, now I can coach and, and, um, and definitely at the ministry. You know, I got to tell you, that, that whole um, wish I could still, it, it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> You know that well, that left a few yet. years ago, brother. <laughs> Wolf, I'm not 65 yet. I mean, I remember when you 48, 50 years old. I probably went down to your gym and you were sparring with guys. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. Me, me, and Wolf were sparring. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. But you know what? Yeah, that's right. You're okay. Yeah, you're still way younger than we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, and believe me, there's days that I I realize I'm like, man, when I'm in my 60s, I hope I can just get on a bike and ride a bike. <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm trying to lift every day, uh, or you know, every other day or whatever. Got to stay active all the time. Yeah, but it's hard to get rid of. The, you know, you love you, you're kind of addicted to that adrenaline rush. Right. You know what I mean that even with the sparring and the boxing, I do that like rarely, but still occasionally. And when you do, it's like, oh my goodness! I just, I still got an eight year old guy, so I got an eight year old that I wrestle around with occasionally. And there you gets, go. That gets me on the floor. So well, you can but. be like me. The last time. <laughs> Last time I sparred hard, I remember I knew the right was coming. I could see the right coming. I just couldn't get out of the way. <laughs> That's when you decide, heard, okay, it's I've time to be over. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. Exactly. I've my forehead in practices before, and I've, I injured my back last year in practices. I injured my hip the, the year before that. No. Um, when I start, you know, when I demonstrate things too aggressively. But, yeah. Um, but it's still fun. It's funny. Now, Jeff, i got to ask you something because there's been a lot of talk lately about the Steelers and about physicality and about the running game. And one of the things I remember was back in uh, the run-up to Super Bowl Forty, you and I had a conversation, I believe it was. I think it was Super Bowl Forty, right, right around then. Right, um, How you uh, you guys, towards the end of the season, the running game was stalling a little bit. You guys simplified the running game. I remember that there was, you know, there was the boss play and a few other plays, but really it was about working a certain amount of plays, a certain number of a few plays against all the various uh, various fronts that you would see. What do you think about that? Is that when you think about that in 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 like looking at today's running game here in Pittsburgh? Does it is there any correlation? Man, I'll tell you what, the game has changed so much, but you're exactly right. I remember the Indianapolis Colts game going in, and I think pretty much the second half it was all boss or base, and mm-hmm. then coming up and calling it based on where Sanders came down. He was the safety, you guys remember. Bob yes, Sanders. right. Bob Sanders, really yep. good safety, and, and they really had a tough time stopping it, especially at the end of the game. 
Um, and we kind of lived and died on that. But that was Jerome Bettis, and that was Danny Kreider leading it, and that was Fanica polling, and um, you know some really good guys up front. I, I think I don't think it's relative that much to our Pittsburgh Steelers team today because our Pittsburgh Steelers team today doesn't have a fullback or at least they have a fullback, but they don't use him. People have talked about using him, but it's just not the game. Um, you know, I think that right now the Steelers winding down this season, they're going to live and die, as you guys can see, on their on their short passing game, on their screens. And Big Ben can still get rid of it for a 15-yard gain and can still go deep. But there's a reason why he gets – I watch it, you know, I watch it on TV, and there's mm-hmm. a reason why he gets rid of the ball in 2.11 seconds. And hasn't been sacked in 250, or maybe if he got sacked the other day, maybe it's now once in the last 280 times dropping back. Because, you know, in two seconds you can't get to a guy. Um, but you, what I mean by live and die by that is, you know, up 10-3 to three or 7-3 to three Buffalo game, that guy jumped on that route, and he jumped on it because he's seen it 50 times in the, in the, uh, in the breakdown. Right. Um, and, and, but I think that they can uh, live on it personally myself. There, I, I think it's going to be tough to get good in the running game coming down the stretch because you only have so many plays. The reason why they're not good is because they got away with got away from it because of COVID nineteen issues. You know, with running backs not right. being in there, center not being in there, and obviously you guys see it. I mean, some of those games they were throwing the ball fifty times, and thirty of them were within the first five yards of the line of scrimmage, and that just kind of became their running game. So. Keep what, keep doing what you're going. I say keep doing what they're doing. Um, you know, obviously try to get better in the running game. But the reason why we were very good in the run game is because from training camp day one, you guys were too. Training mm-hmm. camp day one until you know week. I can remember Cower saying in week three, you know, we haven't found our identity. We haven't found our identity yet. We got to establish our identity. Well, what was he was he was saying was we're not physical on offense or defensive line yet, and until we do, we don't have our identity of we're a run game, ball control offense, and a punt is not a bad thing. Uh, I'm not sure if I can think of a team that is that is like that in the NFL anymore. Got to be a lot more dynamic. You know, Saban said a couple weeks ago, great defenses don't beat great offenses anymore. And um, so, you know, they got to keep doing what they're doing. And their identity is short passing game and protect Ben. And I think it's very smart because I'm not sure we got any chance without Ben being in the pocket. So, right. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking you, who inspired you uh, to follow Jesus? Luther Ellis. You guys know Luther Ellis? Yeah, yeah, I, I know um, Luther yeah, no doubt. I think you maybe maybe you worked with him, maybe not. Um, but you know, Bert Hill um, was just a great guy, and I know you you know Bert and and Luther Ellis. His behavior expired, inspired me because I was miserable uh, mm. being losing football games. You know, my my happiness was relative to football, and I had won everywhere I had been at least consistently. Won a state championship in high school. Went twelve and zero at Penn State. And even when you didn't, you know, win a championship, you were still uh, your focus was the entire off season on winning a winning a national championship. And maybe that went down the tubes when you were three and two with the second loss. But you know, a few months later, you're back to the off season and focused on football. And I was focused on making it to the NFL. So I didn't think about God when I first became a Christian. 
one of my first goals was to actually think about God every day. I'd put my head on the pillow and I, I would be like, I didn't even not even think about God. And this is like a month, two, two months, hmm. maybe six months into being a Christian. Um, I realized like, I'm still not even thinking about you every day. What kind of Christian am I yet? Um, but Luther invited me to a Bible study and I finally went and the Bible was very real. I had never opened it up, read it for myself, even though I went to church every single Sunday of my childhood, like a lot of people. And, you know, now I read it, and the wisdom that I get from it and helps me in my behavior towards my wife, my kids, and, and, the, and the players on my football team um, never lets me down. You know, my, my own behavior lets me down when I think for myself. But <laughs> God never lets me down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's unfortunate how how human we are, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeff. I, you know, I I, I uh, enjoyed so much fellowship with you and so much locking of arms. Man, amen to that. I miss you guys. The, the, definitely the number one thing I miss about being in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers are number two. The number one is the fellowship with Leo Wisniewski. You. Um, you guys, um, you know, being able to be a guest on your show, being able to be involved in the Steelers on a week-to-week basis, uh, coming down to the games, obviously that would be different. Um, but being able to come to churches and speak in churches and do events with you guys, bringing men, like you said, locking arms with men and, uh, and doing, uh, with guys like you, uh, you know, that's what life is about, relationships, and, and, um, and it's even better, and, and it's at its best. When it's fellowship as Christians, Jeff, how is how has um, the COVID thing changed how you approach? Maybe or or has it changed um, in reaching out to those around you? Because there's a lot of people struggling now. There's a lot of people who are hurting now. There's a lot of people who've been through you know some issues that uh, whether it's COVID inspired or or the the loneliness and so, so forth. Um, it makes you more aware of the suffering round about you, does it not? No doubt about it. So in the, in the month of May, you know, we didn't see our kids at all. I, I, I was almost kind of depressed myself, hmm. stuck in the house. And there was positives from it, no doubt about it. But not being able to, you know, have that relationship with coaches and players. And for me, that's what it is. And being right. in the school as a substitute teacher, it's different for everybody. For some people, it was being in the office building, but I still think that's important. Um, and then coming back out of that in June and July, man, our kids, we've never had a better summer of workouts. Our kids were so <laughs> excited. I feel like this, I don't even know if they realized it consciously, but subconsciously, there was just an energy that I had never been around in the months of June and July. And then, um, you know, recently our school is still going to school, but, but it is very tenuous on a day-to-day basis, right. obviously with so much COVID going around. And um, I, I said to a coach yesterday, because our rules have gotten more strict, and I said our number one goal at all costs, we cannot get locked out of this weight room. We have to be – you can't – I'm not going to say you can't, you know, Tunch and Wolf. You guys know that God will find a way. Right. But it's very difficult to do ministry when you're not, you know, like like uh, Tunch said, locking arms with them, and you're not seeing them on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, wait, you know, weightlifting with them. And, um, and just, you know, if life is about relationships, God obviously uh, designed that. Um, then when all of a sudden you can't really have relationships with people. And, you know, you think, here's the other thing that, that um, you know, I'm. You guys may have thought of most of these kids are either single 
they don't even have, they're, they're the, an only child, or maybe they have a brother or a sister, um, and they don't relate that much to them. Um, because there may be an age difference or just a, a, just you know a male female difference, and so they're at home alone. That's what I noticed a lot during yeah. COVID is that these yeah. kids are just hanging out at home alone. Well, obviously you know they're on their phones, and and you don't even need to get me started on that because right. that's not relationships. I mean relationships with somebody a thousand or in China or Europe, you know some of these social media people that they're they're in relationship with. That's what they think. That's not a relationship, and so you know I'm I'm thankful that there's a vac- vaccine. I'm yeah. hopeful that within a couple months, even the public schools are going to get back in school. I, I think they way underestimated um, the what I call the parallel pandemic of all these kids not being in school. Um, I don't even know how much time you have, but I can tell you, my son Malachi is, is in second grade. He's in school. He struggled mightily reading in the summer. And now I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading chapters of the Bible with him, and he can read coherently. I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know if he's understanding everything, but he can read a sentence and pause and he's doing his math and all of that stuff. And it breaks my heart to think about how many kids are not in school and basically just fell a year a year behind. And so I'm trying to get involved in those kind of things. This football ministry is is pretty full time, uh, as well as like the school at Worthington Christian. But I loved working at Urban Impact. I still talk and support uh, Urban Impact and play ball for kids. And and um, and you know they're working like crazy in the inner city. Um, and that's a great organization. I know you guys talk about them all the time. But right. I think it's a great a great organization that was prepared to deal with this pandemic on the north side of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the reason why is they have over twenty missionaries living there. And uh, that's unique about that ministry. That's why I got involved. That's why I still support missionaries that are living there. I admire them, and they're taking kids into their homes, and they they have, I forget what they call mobile school rooms or classrooms, I think. Um, And, you know, kids are coming into those classrooms and still being able to do their schoolwork. Um, So uh, that's a long answer. I apologize. (laughs) Not at all, but you know what, Jeff? We love the fact you're a difference maker. Yeah, you yeah. pour life into other lives, and we thank you for that, Yeah, brother. we, lo- Appreciate we you. love you, buddy. We love you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Yeah, thank you for joining us. All right. My pleasure. My blessing. I'm praying for you, Tunch. I'm pray- praying for you, Wolf. Thank, thank you, brother. Thank we you. pray love for you. you. Thank love you. Love you guys. All love right. You. Take care, man. All right. Appreciate uh, you. We're going to be back. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this.